Dear MSPA members and friends, welcome to this special episode for uh, Women's Day. March 8th is the global day celebrating the social, economic, cultural and political achievements of women. And this uh, day also marks a call to action for uh, accelerating women's equality. It started over a century ago with thousands of women marching, demanding shorter hours, better pay and voting rights. And uh, what a better way to celebrate this day as an organization other than uh, welcoming three of our industry's uh, dynamic women CEOs to our podcast. With me today is uh, Julia Kaufmann from uh, K&K in Germany, Livia Gervasoni from Kik in Italy, and uh, Kerli Sosar, who is uh, connecting uh, with us today from Spain. Hello, ladies, first of all. Hi, thank you for being here. Hello. Hi. I will start with uh, Julia. Julia, tell us uh, some things about you. And of course, as uh, I always ask my guests, how did you end up in uh, Mr. Yes, for sure. So hello, um, I'm Julia. I am 35 years old now, but I need to think about it, to be honest. And uh, I ended up in the market research business because I went to Spain when I was younger and I was working there in a market research company in a training position. And there I got to know the concept of mystery shopping. And to be honest, I really liked it. And when I came back to Germany, I was still studying at university. And I didn't like to study at university because it was very theoretically um, everything we done there and um, so we decided to uh, found a mystery research company or a mystery shopping company and yes from today's point of view that was um, naive but uh, here we are yeah not so naive based on the outcome that's true Livia you can tell us about okay. yourself this is Livia I set up my own company in 2008 and I approached mystery shopper after a couple of years, by chance, mm-hmm. because I was uh, approached for a job uh, in uh, Italy for an hotel uh, chain, and I loved it. So I just explore, I just, uh, you know, uh, discover MSPA, and I start, you know, doing, uh, proposing myself uh, also as a mystery shopping provider. So this is okay. a very short story about that. Yeah, by chance is uh, one of the most usual uh, reasons uh, I listen usually when I talk about uh, mystery shopping. So yeah, clearly. So tell us. Thank about you for inviting me. Happy to be here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, for for me it really was um, pure coincidence. Uh, to be honest, um, I was. Uh, home with my baby and um, I was just looking for um, you know something to do a little bit and my friend was a shopper so she suggested trying and and I did <laughs> and and soon I was a part-time coordinator helping um, a growing company to um, to handle a volume and then soon after that I started my experiment in sales and mm-hmm. um, so the rest also happened quite naturally. Uh, I think all because um, our main owner Kaspar Janis uh, saw some potential in me and, and believed in me and, and offered all these opportunities and um, and yeah, in one moment I decided not to go back to my previous work, which was a um, just a boring legal profession. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, here I am. I, I became a partner and um, Estonian branch manager. And yeah, so it went. Okay, it's a very cool, very cool story. Today we celebrate uh, Women's Day and. Uh, I want to hear your experiences, especially what do you think about 
any changes that uh, have gone throughout the years that we are active in the industry? All right. So I believe uh, that in this sector, especially marketing research or mystery mm-hmm. shopping sector, we are not that affected by, uh, you know, uh, disparity compared to men because this sector is characterized by a very high percentage of women. But of course, there are lots of improvement to be done still in, in, in this sector because uh, we really need to go and help women to have a professional life together with family life. And uh, I believe that especially during and after COVID, uh, there were lots of opportunities to increase this uh, uh, way to be. So lots of uh, entrepreneurs allow Uh, people to do uh, smart working, for instance, and uh, this helps a lot the women life, I guess. Yeah, and people show also that uh, it's easier to maintain a work-life balance. More enjoyable, so it's uh, really something that helps not to be so discriminated for women. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's uh, hear Kerlis take on that. If I'm thinking in general, then um, I still feel that women in leading positions are still often perceived as overly ambitious and uh, and masculine and maybe even aggressive and cold at times. So there is a prejudice for sure, like they have to give up more to be, you know, on top. But, but there's a lot of positive change, I have to say. There are more and more people who have uh, become to value the soft uh, soft skills that uh, that women have, um, mm-hmm. like patience or or desire to reach and keep harmony and balance, and um, yeah. and these you know feminine instincts are what make us women excellent leaders. I believe. Sure, there have been times I I for example I haven't wanted to say what my job is, as as I have seen this change in the attitude that. Uh, you're you're some tough lady then um really i mean of course we have to make some tough decisions time to time right but uh i don't yeah, like think everyone that, yeah exactly but that I, I don't think that it determines who we really are as a person so but like i said there there has been changes uh, bit by bit and um and we see more and more amazing female leaders and we experience the yeah. change they make and I think it only leads to a greater world eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although it uh, looks like it takes more time than we expected, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patience and time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I found out some numbers, at least for the German yeah. markets, uh, which I want to share with you. So, for example, in Germany, around uh, 20% of business founders are female. So that means that 80% of business founders um, are men. Another number I have is, for example, that one quarter of the leading positions in Germany are done by women. So that means that three quarter of the leading positions in Germany are done by men. And Mm -hmm. I think um, this is not good. This is not good for our society. This is not good for the ladies. And this is also not good for family life, for example. Mm -hmm. So I think it's not a 
question of our branch, for example. I think it's more a general view of the majority of our society. So what do our society think about working moms, for example, or, or, or working women in general? And, um, you know, I saw a lot of modern, well-educated and independent women who gave birth to their first child and they went to the hospital and they got their child, so to say, and they come back from the hospital and they left their equality in the hospital and they start a new mm. life in a traditional role system or in a traditional role um, context. And so um, I think that this is a problem we do have and we maybe also have um, this problem in other countries. Um, for example, I can't say that I experienced like a lot of strange situation. Yes, I, I did. Yeah. And when I had strange situations, I had them with uh, white old men, to be honest. And this um, generation of white old men is getting retired at the moment. So I think for the future, we will have luck. And I think um, there will be many changes seen in the future for us. Yeah, because the discussion is also much wider. Of course, Women's Day is celebrated for uh, the achievements of women. But now we started at least giving voice to other um, parts of the society also. But uh, also I have another uh, question related specifically to our industry and is if women's voice is heard and valued by companies as much as we expected at least. Because from my knowledge there are parts of the society that are not heard at all as customers and as consumers but how do you feel specifically about women? Well, I don't have much experience in general market research, to be honest. I'm focusing on, on mystery shopping field yeah. where I don't see the problem at all because we have a lot of uh, female shoppers, right? Much more than, than men. Yeah, um, yeah, we do. But maybe Livia can answer that question a little bit more deeper. Not only about uh, market research, uh, it is related for me with mystery shopping because I want to understand if the demands by retail companies are representing the social uh, side of things. Uh, well, I think that uh, in generally women's uh, the point of view, how is a woman thinking or acting is forgotten a lot. Just for example, mm -hmm. in the in the medicine sector, so a lot of medicaments which are um, tested uh, before going to the market, they are tested with uh, male um, panels or for example, in the car industry um, the seat in the car for example or also the security in the car is tested with male dummies so they just starting to um, explore or to to invent uh, female dummies so they can make the security checks in the car with female dummies i mean our mm -hmm. body is quite different yeah <laughs> if we compare it with men um, and so i think for example in the medicine and also in the car sector um, they are at the very beginning to uh, see what female person do need. Do, does any of you have any examples of actions that you've seen taken by other companies and that you admired and that you think that they had impact for women? Well, there are many examples, but um, you can go and see big companies because for small companies to offer special treatment for women that are going baby or for my example I just hired a pregnant woman without any problem but for some mm -hmm. company it could be a big problem because you know you have the risk not to have this person in the 
recruitment, we have so much uh, discrimination, yeah. we know. And yeah. for me, uh, it's very important to support this, okay? In big company, like uh, I've just read a book about Indra Nui. She was the ex-CEO uh, from PepsiCo, and mm -hmm. yeah. she was really attentive on this argument. So in this big, big, big uh, company, they organize king cartons for babies, uh, space for breastfeeding or, or lots of uh, support for women that, uh, that mm -hmm. need support. Mm -hmm. So this help us to do our job and to do, of course, also our personal life. Kelly, do you have any examples or maybe something that you think that could have a big impact for women in their workplace? Well, um, I really like companies who have, for example, an inner network for women, Hilton, mm -hmm. Pfizer, for example. Um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, of course, these are very big companies and, um, and they can probably afford it uh, more easily, but, uh, but it's definitely something to learn from them. But um, I, I think it's um, very important to realize um, that um, there are more aspects outside work life that, that affect us women. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm all for companies providing more benefits for pregnant women, for example, you know, flexibility to take more breaks and, um, uh, and also like... Uh, time a bit more time maybe for onboarding uh, process mm -hmm. uh, when the young mom comes back to, to work because you know you, you need to find your confidence again because coming back to work it, it can leave some of us quite baffled I believe yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's coming back to new like the old new role like, kind of again and I also think there should be uh, more understanding towards the menstruating and, and menopause periods, which can be yeah. very challenging even without the additional stress of work. So, and I was Googling because I, I thought that I remembered correctly. And for example, Spain now yeah. had a rule that um, that you can take uh, three days of menstrual leave per month. Yeah, additional, and additional days, yeah. Five days if you have really like um, a lot of pain or something. So I, I think something, I think it's a really big step to actually understand that that we operate a little bit differently, at least some of yeah. us. I think this is a huge step because, uh, you know, governments should should uh, be involved somehow to give some directions. Of course, we have to take our own actions, but at least this is a way also to educate the society in general. Absolutely, uh, because yeah. because I think there are many companies who are quite flexible already, even though it might be because of the COVID. But I think that the governments definitely can play a big role to educate the society more and to just kind of push those changes forward. Julia, mm -hmm. what do you think? Mm, I think it's really important to have a own role model. So, for example, um, I uh, search for female role models, um, German ones, international ones, and I really like to hear podcasts of a role model um, or to yeah, just be inspired by them. But I think on the other side, I could also be a role model for 
uh, other moms, for example, because what what I see is that you need to discuss about it. You need to discuss about um, how is it uh, being a working mom, having a small uh, baby, for example, and working at the same time so you don't feel bad, for example. And I really like to see it, for example, in my company. I have a lot of moms with uh, also small children working in my company. And of course, everyone has to struggle with um, a child sickness. Then normally you are sick and then uh, the rest of the family is sick. And I really like how they manage it. So they see if uh, one mom is sick, then the other mom is trying to help uh, to organize or to dedicate all the mystery checks or whatever. Then what happens is in your company is existing let's say a good wipe and I really I really like it but someone has to start you know to be the role model and I think um, to be a role model by your by yourself or to look for a new role model I think it's a good way to um, yeah organize your life um, and your work-life balance yeah and I think it's not so difficult to do that to try to be a role model because if you start hanging out in different events with young people young people have questions they ask you as a woman they ask me as a man how is it to be a working dad with two small uh, babies and uh, all that so they have questions like this and they don't have people to ask those questions so when they get the chance they they do ask these questions so it's uh, good to try to to be involved in events around young people and be able to give them as much information as possible and uh, julia what is your role model um, uh, I really like the founders of Amorelli. I think it's also an international company. It's a sex toy company who started uh, selling uh, sex toys in the internet. And oh, okay. um, I really like the founders. I really like the podcast the founders are doing. And it's very great to see how they see the life and how they see the the uh, way of working, what is new work. And um, I really like to listen to podcasts. And there's another uh, woman, um, Janina Kugel is her name she was not the CEO she had another position in a big German company and, um, and now she is also like um, fluenza I would say and I really like to mm-hmm. follow her mm-hmm. okay thank you for the suggestions Livia oh well I have so many inspiration women coming from uh, the show business like Jennifer Lowe I really like her or, or even some influencer that are really not my kind but I uh, appreciate their power like uh, Chiara Ferragni I don't know if you heard about her uh, but also I admire my mama for instance <laughs> she was uh, when I was a child so means lots of time ago she was uh, working as well and she was taking care of the family taking care of mm-hmm. everything so I have a very good example next to me I think that my main inspiration comes uh, from within that I just feel driven by the possibility to have an impact on on how people feel physically or or mentally working in our company you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um, so coming up with some new idea or making a decision I guess either consciously or unconsciously digested through that prism how I as an employee or or a customer would feel about that. But the motivation, I I think that personally, it's my my freedom as long as I feel I can choose what to do, where to be or or who to be. I, I feel blessed and inspired and that drives me, I guess. 
And in general, we hear, especially the last years, the topic of inclusion and diversity, which also includes uh, women. What do you see in the future? I mean, you all agreed in the beginning that we are expecting a better future. What is this that we expect? I really believe in the, the future and the, in the new generation. Gen Z, for instance, is really, mm-hmm. really uh, attentive to this uh, matter of diversity, equity and inclusion. Yeah, they are really fluid uh, movement uh, is really is important and uh, I really believe that we will go through a different world sooner or later about this mm-hmm. this aspect. In Italy we are two women representing the, the most powerful partner in Italy mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the right that is not my kind but we have the Prime Minister which is uh, Meloni and she is uh, Prime Minister the first time in Italy that we have a women Prime Minister yeah. for instance and uh, for the left side we have uh, the new uh, secretary of the Democratic Party, uh, this lady called Schlein, and she's uh, mm-hmm. uh, really uh, different. And the, the, this party was really desperate because they didn't have any leadership any longer, and they decide to vote for this lady. So this okay. means that people believe in uh, something uh, new. Kelly, do you see anything specific in the future, anything that you expect? I'm not sure about the expectations, but it's it's more about yeah. the current. I feel kind kind of proud that we um, electing or appointing more women uh, to be prime ministers and, and presidents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a tremendous step forward uh, in a field of equality. Definitely yeah. good examples. Uh, it, it th- this uh, field has been overly masculine for all, forever. Yeah, we, women didn't vote 100 years ago, they didn't even vote, so yeah. 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 I hope and I think that uh, in the future we won't have uh, questions about what is your gender, are you male, are you female, um, and to be honest, uh, we also need the change also from the um, perspective that the labor market needs women because uh, a lot of persons will retire now and the labor market needs a person who yeah just work and so for this reason you know there is not the chance to decide uh, do I want to hire a man or a woman and I think it's yeah, also really yeah. old-fashioned to think about that and if the new generation will come to the labor market um, the old generation will retire I think this is a problem which will die out like the dinosaurs Let's hope, Julia, but it doesn't lead anywhere, as you say, and especially I don't know about the demographics in uh, Germany. In Greece, for example, I know that women are like 100,000 more than men. So even if you try to hire just men, you'll have an issue at some point. So yeah, I'm with you. Uh, What is your message that could empower women, especially in our industry? Because We have a lot of women, we have a lot of young women who aspire to be in um, leading positions. I guess that the main thing is just listen to your heart, be honest with yourself and and uh, do whatever makes you truly happy, whether it's becoming a hatchet lawyer or total opposite, a yoga instructor, or or you want to, you have a dream to become a dictator technician or, or stay-at-home mom and you know just whatever it is mm-hmm. just do it I mean um, at the end of the day only you by yourself can make yourself happy right you just have this one life so just choose wisely and don't settle for less 
because of the society or or some kind of fixed ideologies or something. Yeah. And don't feel be ashamed to be feminine and vulnerable. I don't think it's a weakness. I think it's a gift. Um, I believe that without our tenderness and uh, and this feminine side, what we um spreading i think the world wouldn't be the same so just embrace who you are and and enjoy life i know <laughs> absolutely perfect advice i think it's uh, very important for women to choose their partner wisely so take care with what kind of person are you sharing your your bed and your house because i think this has a very big impact on the rest of your life and on the um, things you're able to do or not to do um, please discuss before getting a child how are we going to manage it who will stay at home um, how could we uh, share the work so to say in, in our family life and the work in the business life and um, then I think just say yes because I sometimes see that uh, especially women they they are doubting like oh I'm not sure I'm not sure just say yes and then you will <laughs> you will manage it I'm sure <laughs> and my last point is finally don't forget about a good work-life balance uh, because if you work yeah. too hard um, you and if you will have uh, uh, less time for your family it's a bad situation and on the other way around uh, it's the same yeah you will end up having an issue with both work and uh personal life because if you work too much you get a burnout in the end well i would say be independent uh, build up your own life not trusting anything else like or marriage because in italy still we are even young women are looking for men in order to be supported from the economic side but yeah, try yeah, to be yeah. independent all the time even if you are married you need really to to find your way and this is my first advice and then uh, believe in yourself follow your dreams you know uh, and be a woman because a woman is a wonderful wonderful world Absolutely. Thank you, Livia. Okay, that was a great discussion. Thank you all so much for being uh, my guests. Of course, uh, we will see each other uh, probably in Portugal, right? Nice. Also, I would like to thank uh, everyone for listening to today's special episode and see you in our next episode. Stay tuned.